Hello, and welcome to Stats Full Roll. I'm Alex, probably better known as Mr. Puddins in the internet world. And I'm Abigail, better known as Real Melon Lord in the internet world. And we are... Stats, Stats Will roll. roll! The podcast that will randomly generate all your characters so you don't have to. So last episode, we talked about uh, why we're doing this, and we created the Triton Urchin Background Druid, the Sea Urchin. Love it. Uh, it was a good time, and we're back to bring you another character. Uh, for those who missed last week's, so we're not going to go through the whole deal of why we're doing what we're doing, but what we are doing is... is Abby here was so gracious to write up a random character generator where we generate a random race, class, alignment, background, and stats uh, with the 4d6 drop the lowest way of making the characters. If you're a point-by person, we apologize profusely. You can make these characters a point-by if that's really what you like doing. Yeah, we won't tell anyone. Don't worry. <laughs> so if you like any of these characters... Then feel free to use them, like as whether as a player character or as an NPC. We're just doing this for fun. We're not... I mean, if you want to like pay us for making your next character, we'll totally take your money. But if you don't feel like paying for us <laughs> to make your next character just use it and if you feel so gracious send us a shout out on twitter um i'm at real melon lord alex is at mr puddins heck yeah and uh if you're looking for a character like an npc to use in your stream or uh you're stumped on your next character and you end up using one of our characters give us a shout out if it's a stream or a podcast actual play we'll check it out if it's on twitch i will go in and throw bits your way uh it's just what i do it's how i am (laughs) We're just bribing you now. Yeah. (laughs) Use our stuff. You know you want to. We have the drug. And and maybe, we never know, one of these characters will make it onto Chromatic Chimera, the actual play stream that we're both in. Uh, (laughs) Alex is the DM for Steam Spell through Chromatic Chimera. I'm Nettle Swiftfoot, the halfling cavalier fighter. And in Agora's Bells, we're both players. Uh, Alex is Kane Jax, the Furbolg Druid. No, Cleric. Furbolg Tempest Cleric. Tempest Cleric. Excuse me. Furbolg Cleric. My bad. And uh, I am Adrian Blackburn, another fighter, because that's just who I am as a person. You cast Call Lightning one time, and everyone thinks you're a druid. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Now, well, without any further ado, Abigail, would you please do the honors and generate us a character? I should get us a drumroll sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is probably the most straightforward character this thing has ever created in my entire life. Stats. Yeah, the stats are absolute garbage. Okay, so we uh. have... <laughs> the stats are garbage, but we'll get past that. We are building a... We're building a lawful evil dwarf paladin soldier. And the stats we rolled are a 12, 13, 10, 6, 10, and 7. I can already tell you these stats alone will make this character a real struggle to play with. Go ahead and re-roll those. Yeah, re-roll those stats. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> They're garbage. <laughs> those are some garbage stats. We've got two negatives in there. Oof. We've got two negative modifiers in there. That's no bueno. That's a huge no bueno. Uh, yeah, so, you know, might as well just roll up a new character. This one's going to die anyway. But let's talk about 
the character, I guess. We'll, yeah. Uh, these stats suck, but we'll try and make it work, I guess. So we've got a lawful evil paladin, which is doable. I mean, there's that oath of conquest. I mean, though, personally, I don't like playing or playing with evil characters because I feel like not a lot of people actually play them well. Yeah. I feel like it's very hard. I feel I feel like we can use this episode about talking about playing an evil character since, you know, it's going to be pretty obvious you're making a law, a dwarf soldier paladin. That that almost speaks for itself, right? Yeah, that, that, that builds itself. We don't need to do anything super creative. Just put your highest points into strength and charisma. Oh yeah, our highest stats of 13 and 12. <laughs> and go from there. Uh, dwarf subrace wise are actually both pretty good for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're gonna get a bonus to your constitution score as a dwarf. Um, that's gonna be pretty sweet for the whole paladin thing. Yeah, as a person who's wielding some kind of melee stuff, you're, you're gonna want to not be squishy. Yeah. Uh, so hill dwarf's cool. Uh, with the you get bonus hit points every level. That's nice. But. It's only increasing your wisdom. That's like mm. cleric dwarf, right? Yeah. That's why dwarves make awesome clerics is because they're not squishy. Uh, Mountain dwarf's going to give us that plus two to strength that oh, we're looking for. You know what? With these stats, we're going to need that. <laughs> we're going to need that plus two. So we're, we're going to roll that. with that plus two. Or uh, I don't know what book it is in exactly, but you could do like a Dwergar. I'm pretty sure they get a bonus to strength. The little gray dwarves, the underdark dwarves, because there has to be an underdark version of everything in D&D. You know what? This is so edgy. It might work. <laughs> I mean, Dwergar, Dwergar are traditionally evil creatures, so like yeah. it would, it would fit pretty well there. Uh, other than that, okay, he's a soldier. Um, what other? I'm trying to think of uh, what else you could really do with this to make it a little more interesting. Perhaps, perhaps the terrors of war have made our dwarf turn to the dark side. Maybe if if they are, if we do want to roll with Dwergar, they also get a. Plus the strength, it looks like. That's what I thought. And constitution, but that just comes from being a dwarf. That comes from being a dwarf. So maybe, unless you want to be super edgy, you might just want to go with Mountain Dwarf. Yeah, just just go with a Mountain Dwarf, honestly. Plus Dwergar have a sunlight sensitivity, so Oof. unless you're going to be dungeon crawling for the <laughs> entirety of your campaign. Get some get some sunglasses. Get some sunscreen and <laughs> a nice hat. Uh, I'm just picturing like this this Dwergar running around. He's dressed up like the dudes from ZZ Top with some cheap sunglasses, you oh know? Oh, my God. Uh, burp, 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 burp. So, I mean, honestly, you can roll with that. Um, in Igora's Bells, we have the background of there was a god war, and the quote-unquote good gods fought against the quote-unquote evil gods, and they had armies, and one of the characters I played in a campaign set in that setting was someone who fought for one of the evil gods. He was an evil character, at least... That's what it looked like on his sheet from the get-go. Uh, he also had the soldier background. You could do something, like, really similar to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he was a bard, right? A multi-class bard. Multi- oh, oh, multi-classing. Multi-classing. I, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not really a fan of multi-classing. I think it makes things very complicated. I love to multi-class. <laughs> I'll admit it. I do it a lot. When you play with the system a lot... Uh, you learn how certain things work really well together, like paladins and any other charisma caster, basically. True, true. Um, so, I mean, do you have any ideas how to make this evil dwarf paladin interesting outside of... 
I mean, Oath of Conquest, like, we could talk about that a little bit, because that's the, that's the paladin oath that allows you to be this edgy boy. That or Vengeance, but Vengeance is more like Bat Paladin, as I jokingly refer to it as. But yeah, I agree, Oath of Conquest might be the way to go with this. Definitely not Oath of Redemption, not Oath of Ancients. Alright, so I found the Paladin page. So the Oath of Conquest, and even if you look at the artwork in this book, it's like this edgy looking tiefling with like some spiky armor and a skull, <laughs> like demon head flail. Definitely the edgy paladin we're talking, we're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their, their tenets are like douse the flame of hope, rule with an iron fist, strength above all. Yeah, this is the bad paladin. <laughs> yeah, the player's handbook paladin wise, you really only have... Uh, Oath of Devotion, Oath of the Ancients, and Oath of Vengeance, none of which I really think lend themselves well to playing an evil character. No, uh, I mean, you can make it work, but I feel like Oath of Conquest is going to be our best bet here. Definitely. Um, you get some pretty sweet spells. Spiritual. You get Spiritual Weapon at 5th level. Spiritual oh, Weapon nice. is such a good spell. Uh, Armor of Agathis is just pretty flavorful. Dominate Beast, Stone Skin, heck yeah dominate person yeah we're, we're talking some pretty sweet spell options here uh mm. i mean but if you aren't smiting with your spell slots are you really playing a paladin I'll always smite always uh you, you get that, that the aura of conquest which is at seventh level which is pretty cool if you've got creatures frightened they can't move and they take psychic damage equal to half your paladin level if it starts its turn within your aura where the other auras are more about buffing and helping your teammates the oath of conquest aura is about like putting fear into the hearts of your enemy and psychic psychic damage it's not yeah yeah that's like notable that is notable it's not like you're dealing fire damage which like every monster past like 10th level starts resisting yeah exactly and I mean, when you get to the the soldier background, pretty much anyone that's played a paladin or a fighter <laughs> knows what the soldier background entails. It's pretty straightforward. You get skill proficiencies to yeah. athletics and imitation, intimidation, not imitation. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we've we've pretty much said it multiple times here. I think we we're starting to beat a dead horse where we're saying that we're not do, we're not treading new ground here. So it's kind of how you play it is where it's going to get yeah, interesting. How is this going to be interesting? Because, you know, a lawful paladin with a soldier background, everyone has seen a variant of this. Everyone has seen, I mean, usually you're going to see lawful good. And, I mean, you don't always see dwarves, but it's not like this is any new ground we're treading on. How do we make this interesting? Well, as I said, we can go with the paladin who's seen the horrors of war and this kind of... It's more like he wasn't evil to start with. He wasn't Mm -hmm. born evil. Uh, He became indoctrinated into the ideas of evil either through his tenure in the military uh, because maybe he served under a tyrant or an evil god or Mm -hmm. something leading him to this oath of conquest. Like maybe he joined under the banners of Bane because of circumstances in his life. Uh, Or you could play up the he's a jerk he believes in tyranny he believes that a fascist regime will maintain order in this world now would this character if if that's if we're going with that would they think that they're the person that should be running the world or would they have someone specifically in mind or an ideal in mind that they think should be 
I'd say the ideal. The ideal. Yeah, because uh, as a paladin, that's kind of what you... They've strayed away from necessarily serving gods directly, where paladins in 5th edition serve an ideal. I think that's that makes really, sense. I think that's really cool if he is really into that ideal of truly an iron fist is the only way to establish order in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make that really interesting. I mean, there are you, you can have the character make good arguments towards that uh they're not gonna get along with a bunch of no. the party members and i mean even though you're if you play an evil character it doesn't mean the character has to be a dick not necessarily i mean i think this is where we can start talking about playing evil characters effectively uh-huh because you were telling you were saying earlier in this episode uh you don't really care for playing evil characters. You don't like playing with evil characters. They tend to not play well with others. It's true. Adventurers League even says, like, we don't have evil characters at these tables. Uh, so even the company behind the game realizes the issues that come with playing evil characters. So, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on that? I think it really depends on how you kind of interpret evil. Like a, like a lawful evil character, they have a goal in mind, but they will follow a specific law or a specific code, mm-hmm. specific set of rules to get to that goal. Okay. Um, kind of the same way that a lawful good character, a lawful neutral character would do. Mm-hmm. But when you're lawful evil, it, it's typically not as altruistic. Your goals are a little more selfish is what you're exactly. saying. Okay. Yeah. So well, whereas a lawful good character would be like... I will do what is best for the realm. I'll do what's best for my friends. I'll do what's best for whatever group that they care about, as long as it's within their moral code, within their set of laws. Um, A lawful evil character will do, I will do what's best for myself. I will do what I think is best, even if other people don't Mm -hmm. think it's best, as Mm -hmm. long as it follows my moral code or my set of laws. Which is perfect. And even their moral code could be, like, this dwarf believes in, like, the return of the great dwarven empires. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe he, his goal is something bigger than he is. He's a paladin. He serves a larger purpose. Um, Whereas good and neutral characters, they have these things called morals that tend to get in the way of things. A lawful evil character is willing to be like, yeah, I don't really care about collateral damage necessary. But they're not going to go and bite the heads off of chickens just because, because they're not chaotic evil. Yeah. Um, you know, I've also said about lawful evil, um, when looking at the alignments, like lawful is order, bureaucracy. Um, chaotic evils like individualism gone bad lawful evils bureaucracy gone evil i do like your idea of he serves a purpose that is greater than him or her this paladin dwarf sorry i when i think dwarves i think big beard isn't it like they're like i don't is this from dungeons and dragons or is it from something else where like female dwarves are really rare oh uh, that's from arcanum of steamworks and magica yeah oh, that's from okay. uh, an old troika video game where oh. female dwarves are so rare you couldn't play as a female dwarf in the game and they explained it in the lore of the game is that female dwarves are so rare and so hard to come by that basically dwarven society wasn't willing to let them leave oh rude (laughs) uh to be fair i i know like some of those issues are like "Mm," when you're at a table but yeah arcanum was one of those it was made by the people who made the original fallout games so that's worth mentioning that uh it takes place in basically a fantasy equivalent of the mid 1800s industrial revolution it's actually a very large influence 
on the setting of Steam Spell. I've said it multiple times in writing. It's in the blog. Yeah. I don't hide that. Uh, I do take out some of those unsavory elements from Arcanum, but they're trying to make commentary about society during those during that time period through the eyes of a fantasy world. Okay, so that was my mistake. I was kind of operating off the assumption that because of, I guess, <laughs> the influence from this game that there weren't, just really weren't any female dwarves. So my apologies. No. This dwarf can be a girl. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, the... I just think dwarf. I think big bushy beard. Yeah, same. I'm thinking dude. Even though there are female, there's some people who are like female dwarves have beards. Yeah, that's even a thing in some of the Forgotten Realms materials. Yeah. So. But yeah, I like your point about how um, lawful evil characters. The the biggest difference between like a lawful evil and a lawful good character is that the lawful good character will care about this collateral damage. They will care about mm-hmm. the villagers in the city while they're trying to you know reach their goal. But the lawful evil character won't. They care about achieving their goal they really yeah. won't care like what needs to happen along the way as long as it fits their their code and their set of laws that's kind of how i played it when i played mm-hmm. a lawful evil character was like he actually did care about common people innocent people but when it came to people that he judged he himself judged as wrongdoers or that went against his personal code of ethics mm-hmm he would, you know, turn people into a bloody pulp without thinking twice about it. Uh, he w- was unsavory in the ways he would achieve his goals. He didn't really care about what he himself was doing in his mind. I'm already damned from my past actions. So what I do and w- however I sin doesn't matter. So y- you could even take that angle. He's a soldier. He's done terrible things during wartime. In his mind, he's already damned his soul. What's another few casualties? Yeah, what's another few casualties? But I do, I really, again, I know I've said it a few times already, I really like your idea that he is serving a greater purpose. What that purpose is, you know, kind of think about it. Is he serving an evil deity? Is he serving the an, an ideal? Is he serving... Himself? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh do you have any other ideas for this one? It's pretty no. straightforward. Yeah, I think we've made this lawful evil dwarf paladin soldier as interesting as possible. As interesting as we could get it. I don't know. Paladins tend to be pretty straightforward Definitely. in terms of, of flavoring them. I do try to change them up, but uh, it's diffi- It's it's difficult. Yeah. When you've seen something so many times, it's it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge to make them interesting and make it something new. Yeah. So I think we've done what we could do for, for this, uh, yeah. this dwarf. And, you know, and I think, and, and kind of, I don't know if this was your thought process. My thought process was, because uh, there is the, there are like stats for a fallen paladin in one of the books. Yeah. Or like an oath, oath breaker. There's your super edgy Is that paladin. an official supplement? Uh, it's it's official. Um, I might be in either the DMG or it's in one of the books. I can't recall at the moment. If you remember that, tag us on Twitter. <laughs> but like, I wanted to avoid that because that is the overdone, yeah. super typical. That's the typical evil paladin is the oath breaker. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer a paladin. I'm dark, evil, and uh, super edgy. Yeah, it's just uh, so okay. So should we come up with a name for our dwarf buddy? Yeah, uh, we'll come up with both female male names uh, for the dwarf. 
for those who want to play their dwarf as male, yeah. female, or anything in between. Yeah. Uh, for for dwarf surnames, they typically have like the combination of two words just kind of smushed together, kind of like halflings. Stonecutter, um, stonebreaker, yeah, exactly. shale fist. Yeah, like, like Nettle has uh, Nettle Swiftfoot. Yeah. It's just kind of two words smushed together. Uh, but what's something that's like, a little bit edgy we could give Bane axe. Bane axe. I love it. Okay, and so for let's come up with a uh, feminine first name and a masculine first name. All right. I mean, I always think super Germanic or Norwegian when it comes to dwarf names. Uh, to be fair, the idea of dwarfs does come from Norse mythology, so I think that's a little encoded into their mythology. So uh, we've got like Olga uh, <laughs> Bainax. Olga Bainax. I love it. And then we need a boy one. I'm just picturing with Olga Bainax, I'm picturing this like older dwarf. She's like got graying or white hair. Uh-huh. And she's just this old grumpy lady. I love her already. <laughs> Olga Bainax. All right. Um, and I would hate playing with her, but I love her already. She'd just be a grumpy old lady. She's just jaded. She's tired of the world. Get off my lawn, you little whippersnappers. Uh, she's smiting these little these little goblins with a freaking uh, rolling pin, you know. <laughs> I mean, you could still make her cool and all oh, that, yeah, but like maybe she's like seen all her children die in war, Aww. which has caused her to. I would go crazy too. I would go evil if like, yeah. my kids die. Yeah. So I mean, see, now that we're actually now I'm starting to come up with the cool ideas. Now as we're getting closer to the end, now we're getting the cool ideas where it's like Olga. She's seen her family die because of some big war. She was a soldier herself back in the day. So mom did it. So why didn't we? You know. But then it's what causes her family, her children, to die, which causes her to turn down the turn towards the path of evil and think perhaps an iron fist would prevent war from ever happening ever again and and nobody's children sons daughters would never have to die ever again so her goal would actually be and this is why i think olga bainax would be super interesting and even if the joke it's like grumpy old lady is her utmost goal is no war ever again it's altruistic her goal it's like yeah i can agree with that but but the way that she wants to get there and the way that she wants to enforce this would be considered evil Yes, um, but she didn't just turn evil overnight. It no. was due to things that have happened in her life, which means you can have a lot of really interesting character moments, especially if Olga is adventuring with younger characters. Definitely. They could become surrogate children to her. Um, and, you know, then, of course, alignment's not set in stone, you no. know, and depending on what happens in the adventure could determine what happens with Olga Bainax. Yeah, I think that's probably one of my favorite things about alignment is. It, it, it's not set in stone. It can change over time depending on how your character progresses mm-hmm. and how uh, you develop them as you go along. And I, I've had characters before that have changed alignment halfway through the campaign because of a big moment or because oh, yeah. of, you know, someone dies or they, they see the light, you know, something like that. Yeah. And the nice thing is 5e doesn't lean on it mechanically nearly yeah. as much as older editions where in older editions... Certain classes would be restricted to certain alignments. Paladins used to have to be lawful good. So we're lucky that we can actually make a lawful evil paladin in 5e. All right, so we got to do a boy paladin too. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of really, really enjoying the idea of Olga Bainax. I kind of just want to say that's it, that she's calling it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could have like a male counterpart where it's the same kind of idea, the mm-hmm. same story where, I mean... 
you know, obviously mothers aren't the only people that care about their kids. Oh, obviously not. I, I, I don't know. It, maybe it's just the societal impression that has been weighed upon me. But you're right. We could have the male, like, we could have a male counterpart to Olga, Olaf. Olaf, oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> the, 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 where Olaf Banex, same back, similar background, similar story. He's an old grizzled veteran. Hmm. Um, and his children did what he did because it's what dad did. Yeah. It's what my parents did. Uh, very much, I feel like dwarves would be very rigid in that regard. Yeah. Like, you know. This... And it's, it's not from Dungeons and Dragons, but that's something that you see a lot in Dragon Age when you interact with the dwarf people, is that it, it's very much like what my parents did, mm-hmm. I have to do. They have a caste society. They do. They do have dwarves. a caste society. Okay. That's what I thought. Dragon Age's lore is really cool in regards mm-hmm. to that stuff. So I kind of see it kind of being maybe the same way. Yeah, and you know, and he's seen the horrors of war, much like Olga. It's caused the deaths of his children. He wants yeah. no one else's sons or daughters to die ever again. I'm feeling so hard for this character right now. I know. Too bad they're gonna die with these crappy stats. Uh, it's because they're so old, right? Um, yeah, actually, you know what? I think it sure it took us, you know, this whole episode. We figured it out. We made them interesting. We made a lawful, evil, dwarf paladin an interesting character. I love it. So feel free to use Olaf or Olga Banax. Maybe Just tag us. Just tag us on Twitter. Uh, if you Again, if you do end up using it in an actual play, let us know. I would I would be more than happy to listen or come watch your stream where Olga or Olaf, or maybe there are a couple. Uh, oh my god, I would love that. Oh. Uh, tag me. I want to see this so bad. Uh, again, I'll throw some bits your way if you do, and... Yeah, that's... We did it. We did it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I was worried about this one. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a bit concerned when Abby pressed the button and I see lawful evil. I'm like, oh, God. And then I see dwarf and I'm like, oh, no. And then I see paladin. paladin. And I'm like... Uh, I, and I love dwarves, but like... Oh. <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap here. Yeah, I think we can call this character <gasps> rolled. I love it. Oh, All right. Just re-roll those stats, please. We are begging you. Please re-roll those stats. Olga and or Olaf need to survive. All right. And with that, uh, I'm Abigail. I'm Alex. And this was... Stats Stats Will Roll. Roll. Fuck Cancer Roll Dice is a yearly streaming event dedicated to fundraising for the fight against cancer. This year's event will feature numerous tabletop games, from D&D to Call of Cthulhu and a wonderfully wide cast of hosts and players. Streams will run over the course of three days, from November 22nd to November 24th, and we would be delighted if you would join us at twitch.tv slash coach underscore Zach. That's twitch.tv slash coach underscore Z-A-C. All proceeds from the event will go directly to Fuck Cancer, an organization dedicated to uniting the community in an effort to prevent, detect, and defeat cancer. They work hard to build support networks for those who have been diagnosed and to assist in detecting cancer before it's too late. You can find more information about Fuck Cancer on their website at letsfcancer.com. All donations will be handled via Tiltify so you can be certain where your money is going. So if you're a fan of tabletop games or even new to the community, we welcome you with open arms. Join us the weekend of November 22nd where we say, fuck cancer, roll dice.